Hello and welcome to the TalkCast Pod Show, the number one show on the internet and a continual reminder of time's ceaseless march. I'm your host, the father of all time, Lanny Pizzor, and I'm joined this year, this, this time, this day, by the New Year's baby, Kaiser Nick. We I'm baby. You basically are a New Year's baby. You're born and uh, like your birthday's coming up, right? Yeah, January twentieth. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be thirty-five. Not quite a baby anymore, so. The baby. The the baby. The baby. The baby. The baby. We're here to talk about uh, just just you know a, a nice warm-up episode for the year. Talk about the year that was. It that, sure was a fucking year, wasn't it? Yep. Twenty twenty is over, and I feel like I said that before. <laughs> Yeah, 2020 will never be over, 2020 bitch. is never ending. It is the, it, like, in the 1920s, you had the Roaring Twenties. What, what is this? Like, the Eternal Twenties? The Screaming Twenties. The Screaming Twenties. The Screaming Swirling Twenties. I want to coin that. If somebody sees that in, like, a periodical somewhere, let me know, because date this. The Screaming Twenties. Ah, oh, they are, they are upon us. But it, they, they, there were things to enjoy last year. Th things to... You know, numb. The pain. Just in general. <laughs> I do feel really, I, everyone's probably gonna pick up on the fact that I am very, if not low energy, then very cynical of this stream. And I very much apologize for that, but I just got over COVID. That was fucking fun. 2020! Yeah. Um, I didn't want to talk about it too much until I was better. By the way, CDC says that I'm allowed to be around people, so that's why I'm currently here. Yeah, go. <laughs> Yeah, no, CDC says that I'm clear, um, but uh, yeah, that fucking, uh, that could have been so much worse. By the way, I'm really glad that I am vaccinated and boosted, because I don't even want to know what that nightmare would have been like if I hadn't been. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, dude. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping in uh, the ongoing segment that is uh, on again, off again, known as The Rundown. Uh, a little something to look forward to, episode four of Hipple, being worked on. Yes. Being... being Polished up as we speak. Uh, in Blender this time, by the way. In this, Blender? This whole episode's been done in Blender. Um, Remarkable so, tool for porn. Blender and, well, and Steam Filmmaker. Both of them. Source. Source. I keep saying Steam. It's the same company. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's going to look a little bit different from the other ones. A lot shinier, I've noticed. A lot shinier. Oh, we're getting that Dragon Ball Z burst limit shine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's really different. It's, 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 not, it's no longer a DBZ parody. It's a DB Super parody. Yeah. That's how you tell the difference. There you go. It's, that shine. They, they put that Vaseline on. Oh, I hate that. Oh, the one of the worst things Super did was add that extra layer of shine to everybody that just made them all look like plastic goddamned dolls. But then you can make jump ultimate stars or what? What was it? What what was it uh, called? Jump force. Jump force. Jump force. That's what it was. Yeah. Where everybody looked like a horror show, uh, except for God. There there was like one set of characters that didn't look like absolute monsters, but everybody else like the the art style did them no favors. Yeah. Uh, like oh my God, Kurapika from Hunter Hunter looked like a fucking anime doll mask. It was really creepy. I think we have one of those just sitting around here I somewhere. Think we do too. Like the the exact one it looks like. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hiffle Four, it's a coming. Should be a fun one uh, leading into 
another, uh, I, I guess we're like doing story arcs now in Hiffle, which we're still kind of like planning through, but. Uh, yeah, um, like, so the first three episodes was kind of like its own arc. Yes. Uh, this episode's Cell, Cell and Frieza going at it. This one's a little more standalone. It's more of like a, hey, so let's establish another part of Hiffle before we move on to the next story stuff. I'm really looking forward to the next couple episodes of Hiffle because we've been planning a lot of mm -hmm. shit and now we finally get into get to get into some of that. I'm very excited. And for those that brought in the new year with us, uh, I, I didn't even know what video was coming out from us, but over on the main channel, uh, Kieran and Grant uh, and Stefan and Tyler, I believe you were... Is, is it, yeah, Tyler was also involved in uh, the TFS or uh, the uh, BB BBT BB BBT New Year's special. Uh, which, uh, I had no idea. So I, I, I was not ready. I only knew the name of it because uh, it was on the drive, and I saw it, but I didn't look at any of the details because I didn't want to have any of it spoiled for me. Stefan himself was like, by the way, we're going to have a video for New Year's. I don't want to tell you what it and is. And he wanted to sync up the premiere so that the countdown landed on New Year for at least the central time zone. I, I believe he figured that out. I believe he got it right. It, so. it, it, it just about worked. Of course, there's a bit of fluctuation due to bandwidth for whoever's watching, but... Yeah. But still, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I did not know what was coming, and I loved what I saw. Yeah. Uh, they... Uh, that shit is always so improv heavy, very, like, a lot of people say it's very William Street-esque, and obviously- Tim and Eric is yeah. the, is the comparison that you get a lot, which, understandable, it, it's, it's very irreverent, avant-garde, and I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love what they, like, what madness they come up with when they're just given carte blanche. Yeah, and which is why I, like, that episode of quality, like, I've, I've been, we've been pushing for them to make more content like that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully some more of that here in the future as well. But enough talking about the future. Let's talk about the past. The past year specifically. There was a full year and things happened during it. Things came out. Things, some things that I liked, some things that I didn't so much. I tend to avoid the things that I typically dislike. But uh, uh, let, let's start this off by talking about... Uh, Man, probably the thing that had like the the most to it. There were a lot of shows that came out over the yeah, last year. Yeah. Either new seasons of shows or absolutely like new shows in general. I want to talk about one that I liked. Please. I want to I want to start off with something that I liked, especially because I feel like not a lot of people have seen it. Y'all, if you haven't seen Centaur World, I just started watching it. Good. Centaur World is a fucking trip and a half. I it's not perfect, but it is so fascinating and fun and funny. It is Holy shit, it's funny. I, I watched the first season over my uh, trip to see family over the holidays, and I I experienced so many different emotions. The The show elicits many different emotions. It really does. How far are you in? Uh, I just started season two. Okay. Which is Basically, not as good so far. It's set, The second season has bigger highs than the first season. Does it? But lower lows. Uh, lower lows noted. Yeah. Um, largely because it feels like they got the, they got the, they, they were told ha halfway through the season that, by the way, you're only getting two seasons, aka the Wrap first it season, up. <laughs> the first season was supposed to be one, like both of these were supposed to be one whole, one whole season. Mm -hmm. But I think they were told halfway through the production, hey, you're not going to get a third season, so you're going to want to wrap everything up in that second half. It, it, you can feel it. Yeah. You can um, feel it a bit. Now, they do some really cool stuff. But yeah, that that second half, 
it's got problems, but I really still love all of it. Yeah, the first half is incredible. Uh, I, it just drags feelings out of you. Like if you're you're in a particularly emotionally vulnerable state, maybe wait a little. But yeah, um, actually, I won't lie. Uh, I really like writers. Uh, writers lullaby. Like mm. you're okay, you're all right. Ah, uh, yeah. No, it's. God. I listen to that. On, this is gonna sound really nerdy and really lame and maybe cringy, but whenever I'm feeling anxious, I could put that song on and it makes me feel. Everybody in that song is a real good like in that show. Like that, you can tell that a lot of them are ex Broadway. Oh yeah, the cast is insane. Also, I didn't know Kimiko Kimiko Glenn could sing, but she's one of the best singers in the entire cast. It's crazy. It's it's it is a stupid good show. Another uh, stupid good show that came out, well, there, there, there are two that are kind of like really at the top of my list. And it's really hard for me to decide one over the other. Uh, there's Invincible, which yeah, I watched, we, I watched, like we, we gushed about it multiple times in multiple of these episodes. Yeah, I so don't think I, I don't want to go too deep into that. But I, don't, I don't think we're going to see any more Invincible until probably either late this year probably or... Probably 2023. Yeah, which I'm okay with, especially, especially if they take their time with the animation. Not to say the animation for that first season was bad. No. There were just some parts where it's like, well, yep, you can definitely tell that and, this was... And you was... can tell like where they put the love into it as well. And, you know, if they continue to do that and refine what they have, ah, man, I can't wait. But the oh, other yeah. one, Arcane. Oh. It took me forever to watch it because I just... I feel so bad because I know people that are in the cast of the game that clearly could have done a lot of what the show wanted to do, but god damn, that show is so good. Yeah. I hated how much I liked it. I, I don't want to talk too much about the casting stuff. I have ideas of why it might have, they might have recast Of course, everybody. I mean, you got the chick from, uh, I think the, the Dis Disney's Hawkeye that just came out. Like, the girl from that place, uh, Vi, doesn't she? I can't even remember her name. I don't know, oh. She's, she hasn't been in enough yet. Well, she's spectacular. She's very she's good. She's phenomenal. She's very good. Yeah, Um, I, loved Arcane. Arcane is Arcane is now it's, up there with Avatar the Last Airbender for me. It is like if we're going purely by uh I mean it does have source material obviously, but purely by this is an original show dropped Arcane's number 1. If I'm going to be honest with you, if Arcane had dropped all on its own without me knowing anything about League of Legends, I don't know if if it would have affected my I don't know how my opinion would have been affected. Well, let's be honest, the fact that it's attached to League of Legends, I, I imagine actually has some toxic connotations in your mind before you went into it. I mean, it, it does if only because I don't love Riot. Right. It's, it, like, I don't really care, like, in terms of the game anymore and its toxic fucking user base. Okay, I'm saying that only from the experience of I hated playing with any strangers in that game, and even sometimes my friends. Yep. Um, but... No, it's really its connection to Riot that makes me a little uncomfortable about enjoying Arcane as much as I do. However, Riot's barely involved. The well, you, it, you say that, but it's their animation team that does all of their big trailer stuff. Yeah, but the fucking videos that did the CEO's not the guy like well, in yeah, directing but, Riot. I, I'm just saying that you have the people that work directly on the game. Uh, and a lot of its source material working on the show, which I think really worked to its benefit. Because imagine if, um, you know, a, a very good example of this would be 
uh, compared compared to like the Mortal Kombat movie, mm. where you feel like somebody's just going down the checklist. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, this is what they expect in a Mortal Kombat thing. Now imagine somebody doing that with League of Legends. Okay, uh, it, it would just be a fucking show set on the Summoner's Rift, and everybody would be like, "Oh, it's just like a, a tournament anime, basically." But no, they went in depth, creating new characters, building this world that they've only ever explained in the freaking wiki dumps. And just knocking it out of the park and, like, telling a very complex psychological narrative between, like, these characters. It's remarkable to me uh, finding out what characters were new and what characters weren't. Um, because there are a lot of characters from the League of Legends lore in this show that I had no idea about. And honestly, I was kind of happy about that. I was, it was, I was really comforting to watch the show barely knowing anything about League of Legends lore and not having any trouble following it at all. The, the worst trouble I might have had was that I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the other lands they kept mentioning. I think they're saving that for like next season and stuff. Because you got hints of like the other lands. Uh, obviously, you get a big hint about Nox, but... Yeah. I, that in, in terms of like larger world building, I kind of felt like it was lacking, if only just because they kept talking about it. They kept mentioning other Trade, places. Like the trading yeah, and stuff which, like that. And while you saw people from those lands, I understand why they didn't. First of all, budget. Second of all, they were constrained by the story that they wanted to tell. And I think that show came out like pretty much perfectly paced. If you had like taken any time to like go to other lands and see more things, I, I wonder what that would have taken away. Yeah, oh, well, and in that regard, when I say it kind of felt like the larger world building was a little bit lacking, I only say that because, again, of the things that they mentioned, the things they talk about, it was intriguing and kind of made me wish I could have seen more to get more context. That being said, the show is fucking phenomenal. Like, I can't believe how much, like, and it's not just the story, which is very, very good. I can't tell you how gorgeous the show actually is throughout it's it's art style can be a bit jarring at first but yes. i think that's what really helps it because it's unique it doesn't look like something you've seen before i it, it did throw me off at first i i did have a little bit of trouble because the way that it's like this mixture of these heavily textured 2d images over 3D models, it's really hard to describe. And you can tell, the apparently the season took six years to make, and I am 90% sure three of those years were just working on the animation, like everything they had to... Like uh, trying to work out the art style. And yeah. Because it, it's, it's this weird mix of like, I, I don't think watercolor does it justice, but you know what I mean, because it, it like everything kind of like blends and looks a little splotchy uh, well, at times. Everything looks actually painted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it looks very painted, and it's, oh man, I, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah, no, but I, the, I don't want to spoil it, it's real good. The scene on the bridge with Echo is, yes, that is, I, I The way they mix in music, and like, for some of the scenes, uh, like, there, there's a fight scene between some, uh, like, mutant dudes, and Vi, and just, oh, and, and the way it ends, and the let it play out, and... Oh god, this show does so many things so, so right. That fight with Vi in the bar mm -hmm. and the and the and like the skipping between her like shaking out her hands, taking the drink, like, oh my god. I can't believe the show. The direction is insane. The quality of animation is insane. The story is top-notch. Just everything hits on like it it, it hits on all cylinders. Like it's 
Everything to do with Jinx is so heartrending. I had to stop watching because I was like, I know where this is going to go and I know how this is going to pan out and it's just, it's so tough to watch. You feel, and also, Vi, Caitlyn, best girlfriends. Oh, absolutely. Best, like, best fucking girlfriends. I, oh my god. Show's good. Mm. Show, show's very good. I, I know that's not news to like any of the internet at this point. Yeah. But uh, man, uh, easily, easily up there in the higher echelon of shit that came out in 2021 in general. It, it might be the best thing to come out of 2021 for me. It's, it's hard for me to really say that because I love, love, love Invincible and this is like still fresh in my mind. So it's like, if I, if I it's to, so hard to compare. Here's the thing. I have seen dark takes on superheroes That's before. true, that's true. This is new. Yeah, Arcane, between the social commentary, the amazing animation, choreography, the top-notch direction, and a phenomenal voice cast, music that is just Oh, holy shit! Except for that opening theme. Imagine Dragons, don't love them. Don't love that They, they are kind of key to the, like, they, they're they are just there with Riot, man. Like, that's, that's you, I, you come to expect I, it. I know, I know. I, but <laughs> There's actually a joke in Hawkeye uh, to the girl that plays Vi, where she's, like, talking to this uh, Russian mobster, uh, like, because, you know, like, she's just very affable and talking. Like, I, I know the joke. <laughs> I, I thought it was very funny because I'm like, ah, she plays Vi. Uh, it's just like, I, I was going to go with my girlfriend to see Imagine Dragons and now I'm here. Well, at least you don't have to see Imagine Dragons now. I love Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go right into Hawkeye then because yeah, we're sure. already talking about Hawkeye. It was okay. I I, li I liked it. Uh, the main girl, I really... Kate I Bishop. Kate Bishop, yeah. Okay, I'll just go by her name Character in the show. Name. Yeah. The actress... I love her. She's very good. Like, a lot. She, she's she's going places. Yeah, I didn't realize that was uh, the same girl from Bumblebee. Makes a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, she knocked it out of the park. Her chemistry with Jeremy Renner is, she's, I couldn't believe it. She's carrying those scenes. She is. Just, I, I don't. There, there are times where she comes across as a little too doe-eyed, but... I, I think that for the most part, she is very, very good in this. There, there are times where she's like kind of fangirling out a little bit. It's uh, like, okay, that, that's a little but, overdone. But I love that. I love the fact that she is this huge fangirl of Hawkeye specifically. And she got as good as she got specifically because she was, she was inspired by him in a way that makes a lot of sense, works really well with her character, where she comes from. Um, and then she gets to play off perfectly with uh, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Holy crap. Like, I, I knew she was gonna come back if anybody has seen Black Widow, the I, I, I watched Black Widow after I watched Hawkeye, and I think that I think doing so actually probably helped my enjoyment because now I kind of knew this character a bit more going into it, so. Oh, I guess, but man, if you watch, I'm sorry, I would not have watched Black uh, Black Widow after Hawkeye. I thought you were just going to finish it out. I would not have watched Black Widow. I mean, <laughs> look, Black Widow wasn't bad. It's fine. Yeah, no, the worst six, part... Six, six or seven out of ten. Yeah, though, honestly, if they were, if they had written the Red Cyclone completely differently, the movie probably would have been better. He was my least favorite part you about the that red film. You mean the Red Guardian? Did I call him Red Cyclone? You did. Yeah, Red Guardian. That's funny, because I actually really liked him. I hated him, specifically because he was just one joke, the same joke, over and over and over again. 
I, I do love the fact that they are teasing that, uh, you know, if they ever do some flashback stuff, clearly since Captain America did go back in time and like live out his life normally, they did come to blows at one point. Um, like it's, it's heavily implied there. But it is also heavily implied that the timeline that he spent as Captain America, or spent as Steve Rogers in his own, like, that's not even real. Well, you say that, but he ended up in our time, like, he was well, an yeah, old man. Because, because he put back the stone, but he had aged during that time. He went back in time, lived his life, put the stone back, which erased that timeline, which is how that works. He lived his whole life with the threat that someone was going to come with the stones? For the stones? Yeah, I, I don't know. I Look, I, I'm just saying that there's a possibility that he's not lying in that scene. Uh, yeah. Uh, who knows? Um, yeah. But... Point being, um, time travel is stupid, and uh, I agree when comic books involve it 99% of the time. But now uh, we got multiverses, so now you have a whole bunch of different bullshit. Yep, we certainly have multiverses. Anyway, Hawkeye, uh, honestly, my favorite part of Hawkeye besides Florence uh, Florence Pugh and I think it's Heather Steinfeld? Maybe. Um, the Kate Bishop. Uh, I loved the arrow the you know the arrow mm. the one i i was like i was psyched to see that actually happen i uh yeah they, they had a great dynamic throughout the show uh kate bishop and clint barton they both you know played off each other very well i felt like uh, jeremy but, renner was kind of phony in it a little bit at, at some points but there are scenes where like he's really going all out uh, there's there's a heartbreaking scene where he's like, you know, he's lost his earpiece and then he like picks up the phone and she's there like she has to help him like there's a boy on the line because he can't understand anything other than sign language and text. So he has to talk to his son about like, you know, uh, yeah, no, I'm still here, but I'm, I'm going to try to make it back for Christmas. And she just has to translate real quick and he has to respond. And oh, my God, I, I loved that scene and that scene where uh, he teaches her how to like curve a coin. That that was a sick scene. Yeah, well, again, I really liked the show. Yeah. In fact, if I'm going to be honest with you, it's up there with Loki as my favorite of the TV shows right now. I think it's better than Falcon and Winter Soldier, certainly. I I hate saying that because Falcon and Winter Soldier had messages and themes that I really, 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 really like. Yeah, but it was kind of boring. And all, yeah, and the Flag Smashers were poorly handled, so. But that's just what it comes down to. Um, I'm not sure how I felt about how they handled Wilson Fisk. I want to see how what they do with him next. Yeah, I mean, obviously... He's not dead, even though they... He can't don't. be. He can't be. He, he makes such a great Spider-Man and Daredevil villain. You can't just kill him off screen. Yeah. So weird. Oh, uh, but yeah. I mean, Hawkeye, he's... It was good. Yeah, it, it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was good. I'm, I'm, glad, I, I'm glad I watched it. I, uh, I binged it. It was, it was a solid watch. Um, I'm... Guessing there's probably going to be a second season, and I'd like to see it. I don't even know if they're really focusing on seasons of a specific character at this point, and just doing things that make sense to do in a timeline. Loki is getting a second yes, season. Yes, so. because that very much makes sense for Loki to get a second season, but I could see them, like, you know, doing a season of a show, and it's like, oh, now they appear in the movies, and blah, 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 blah. When are we getting WandaVision season two? See, exactly. Doctor like, Strange I don't... Movie. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, Doctor, Doctor yeah. Strange coming in... What, two months, three months, something like that? Is it March? 
I can't remember. It might be March. I don't know. It's a Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it's a Sam Raimi comic book film, which he hasn't done since Spider-Man 3. So I'm- It's also something that deals with like dark magic and like evil creatures. So I'm like, I'm down for this. Yeah, I'm 100% I'm Shumagorath is in the trailer. Uh, or at least a version of Shumagorath. I don't something, know. Something Shumagorath-esque. Yeah. I, I've been waiting for Shumagorath to show up. Since Marvel 3. <laughs> Marvel 2, baby. Fair enough. So yeah. Uh, other things. Uh, what about video games? Were there any like games that came out this year that you were just like, oh yeah, this is my jam? I need to play. I need to play Guardians of the Galaxy. I've, I haven't yet. I've heard it's. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's phenomenal. Uh, like it was Maximilian Dude's third favorite game of the year, which I, yeah, but his number one was Returnal. So you know, take that or leave. Was it? It, it looked like it. I look. I loved Returnal. So you played Returnal? I beat Returnal. How? How? I went to my friend Yama's place, they had a- No, I just mean like, how do you find the time? A run of that game takes like an hour and a half, if you're lucky. I went to my friend Yama's, they had a PS5, and they helped me play the game a little bit better. Because honestly, that game is really fucking hard. It's tough. But if you learn how to play it, it's not unbeatable. I've, I've, heard, from, I've heard people who literally never beat the- who never even got into the second part of that game. I beat it. Like it took me 32 hours. It's 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 a very long game And if you're not in for that kind of like grind where you eat there There are like certain aspects of it where it's like I kind of need the perfect run for this to really work If I don't get the right weapon for this or if I don't get the right augment This is just kind of a wash for me. Oh, yeah, totally, but that's I mean it's a roguelike roguelikes in general You know, I uh, I really really liked Returnal. I liked its story, I liked its gameplay, it was gorgeous, it was fucking hard. It was really fucking hard, my dude. It's, oh, yeah, no, I've played it, it's brutal. Yeah, but, yeah, I beat it. Um, I, I really liked it. I wouldn't call it my number one game of the year. Certainly not. Um, unfortunately, God, you know what game I've been putting all of my fucking time into? Hmm. Knockout City. It's not a bad game. It was I, fun. It, it's not a bad game. But like, I could be playing a million different other games, but I feel like if I don't stream the uh, first player games, then I'm like leaving money on the table. So I haven't played Psychonauts 2, I haven't played Guardians, I haven't played a bunch of stuff because I've been so focused on work and what I want to you not- You just want to cool down and yeah. turn off your brain. And then, so I boot up Knockout City, which is so easy to just kind of sink some time into. Sink some balls. You, you kind of need that like turn down game. Like my my, my tune down game for me is either like Team Fight Tactics or uh, Super Auto Pets, which are both just basically auto battlers that I can turn my brain off, just click buttons and not really care if I win or lose. Uh, my favorite game of the year though, like bar none, is It Takes Two. Man, I need to play that fucking game! It's so fucking cool. Like the, the way uh. they play around with like various gameplay aspects, uh, Caitlin and I played all the way through it uh, back when it came out, and holy crap! Um, first of all, it, it, it's it's a very charming and endearing story. Uh, second, every level comes with like a new mechanic, and they find a whole bunch of different ways to like work with that. And each of them, uh, each of the mechanics work in tandem with the other character, so you're always going to have to work together to make it through this. It's such a fantastic little game like there's a section where uh one of you is piloting like this airplane trying to get out of a cave without crashing into stuff while the other player is fighting a squirrel on top of it in like a little mock 2d fighting game it's insane all right well i'm 
I'm going to play it at some point because I really, really want to. I've. It was apparently. Didn't it win Game of the Year? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the VGAs. I only do because I'd like to see the trailers and shit. I don't care about the awards. It's like the Super Bowl. Yeah, kind of. You watch for the ads. Mm. Yeah, but for me, it's like all the ads will be up like the next day. So it's like, okay. I typically I, just skip it. I mean, then you got guys like me who want to make stupid Twitter posts about it. That's fair. So like, you, want, you want to be on the hottest meme shit. You got to be up to date. It's true. Uh, but yeah, It Takes Two, easily my number one. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to believe, but didn't Resi 8 come out this year? Did did Resident Evil 8 come out this year? Like, again, these years kind of blend together. Yeah, no, they totally do. But I think do. it did. I think it came out in, like, freaking yeah. January. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Resident right. Evil 8, it was good. I, I still think, like, I really, really liked Resident Evil 8. Personally, I think from like a flavor standpoint, from a world standpoint, I like Seven better. Seven's a tighter game. I feel like Eight is a little bit more all over the place. But then again, Eight really, really wanted to be a throwback to every other Resident Evil. It, it was it was an homage to every situation. I mean, you had uh, kind of that Resident Evil Two homage where Lady Demetrescu was kind of taking the place of Mr. X as like the the you, you pursuer. Had, you had the mansion from one. You had the pursuer from two. Uh, what, what did we have from 3? Uh, again, that one's kind of hard. 3 was more action-based, so maybe it's the Chris level? I don't know. Uh, or the, when you're storming the Lycans. Hard to say. 4 is obvious. Yeah. Um, uh, 4 is just everywhere. Yeah. Four, like, 4 was, like, the biggest homage. Uh, the, the only one that didn't really have so much, uh, of an homage is, like, the, um, the doll level, where it's just essentially a survival puzzle game at Oh, that yeah, point. no. That's actually one of my favorite levels in the entire game. Like, the, the, once, the doll Once you stuff, get through it the first time, though, it's just kind of a breeze on every repeat. Wait, oh, the doll, the doll and the baby stuff? Like, ah, uh, yeah, classic, classic horror, let's go. Um, I really, honestly, though, the, uh, oh, I, I, I know some people say that the stuff, the um, Heisenberg's uh, machine heads. factory, uh, goes on too long, and it does. It, it honestly, it, there's his little Frankenstein army. Yeah, but that shit was so fucking. I'm sorry, like the whole like augmented people with the fuck. Oh, that that actually is more horrifying to me than regular zombies by a long shot. Like. Seeing people with machines just jammed into them and wired to them and oh yeah very dude, te very Tetsuo. You'd think dude, the propeller head dude would be funny. JJ no, that jet, jet plane as I called him. Like it was it was a little funny, but it's also horrifying. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I, I, it's it's hard to believe that game came out this year. Um. It's uh, hey, it's probably it's one of my. F wow, I like I really like Resident Evil now that I'm like. I also realize there's only run one Resident Evil game I've never played. Uh, Giraffe Blowjob. Umbrella Chronicles? Six. Giraffe Blowjob. Yeah, I've never played Giraffe Blowjob. Mostly just because everyone told me, like, oh, it's... It's not worth it. It's just all the worst parts of five turned up. And I'm like, okay, So you cool. played, like, all the Revelations games? Okay, all the... sorry. All the mainline. Oh, okay. I did play Umbrella, and I have played a little bit of Zero. So at least I have played some of the, like, non-mainline ones. Unless you call Zero mainline, but I don't know if I would. Kind of is. I mean, it has a number in front of it. Mm -hmm. It's a prequel, but... I mean, after. But yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, probably the most disappointing game of the year for me. 
that I played. I mean, there are there's there's shit that comes out every day by the barrelful. But Back for Blood, I was really disappointed in Back for Blood. Back Back for Blood would have been so amazing if it had been ten years ago. But nowadays, it's like oh um, we've seen all this before. None what, of the what's What's worse is that um, and I, I'm gonna plug Crobat here, who made a video kind of breaking down a lot of the reasons that. Uh, Left 4 Dead is just, in fact, a superior game to Back 4 Blood, but uh, th there are so many little things that Left 4 Dead did that Back 4 Blood just did not. Uh, and the fact that a lot of the writers for the characters were Valve Staff and not Turtle Rock, and it shows, because, man, I could not give a shit about any of those characters if you paid me. No, like, they had such a... It's amazing. Both Left 4 Dead's had incredibly memorable characters. I, I remember all of them. I can't rem I can't name one, and they had like such generic names. From Back too. for Blood. Yeah, I can't yeah. I can't name one from Back for Blood. Well, that's because it was way more focused on the mechanics and like, hey, here's all the card system. Like, look, I understand that you really really don't want to be just Left 4 Dead. I get that. But when you overcomplicate everything and front load your game with a bunch of bullshit, I don't get half of a fuck about. And you, I'm not going to care about your characters. I'm not going to care about your gameplay. I'm going to keep wondering what the fuck do all these additions do and why should I give a shit? Not to mention the fact that all of the unique infected are really kind of boring, boring and samey and they don't have the same impact because in Left 4 Dead, Every time, like, a unique infected would show up, just anywhere in the area, you'd hear their telltale call, which they still have in Back for Blood. Like, they still have their, like, glorp glorps or their kind of sounds that you'll hear. But they'd also be, uh, like, accompanied by their musical theme. Like, if you, if you hear the smoker's theme, you're like, oh shit, something's about to hit somebody. I can, I can tell you immediately why Left 4 Dead did it better than Back for Blood. I'm, I can tell you several reasons, but... Too much information. Too much visual information and too much audio information at all times in those games. So when the like when those events happen, the ones that you're supposed to be looking out for, first of all, they're hard to hear and they're hard to notice. Second, like when you have a million zombies in front of you and you have all these effects going on and you have so much visual information to take in, why would you be focused on those things? Like for, further, there's uh, the fact that yes, you have all of these zombies coming at you at all the like all the time. In Left 4 Dead, uh, and I learned this again from Crobat's video, they had people that came in and did mocap for like when the zombies are like moving, when they get shot, and they combined it with the ragdoll physics of the Source engine to like make it look realistic. So like if they get shot in the arm, they'll ah, or if they get shot in the head, they'll like crumple back, or if they hit a wall, they'll hit it and then slump down. But in Back 4 Blood, they all fall the same way, just blah 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 blah. Yeah, and and it's it's a little difference like that that can make a big difference. Uh, not to mention, probably chief among the fact that you and I still love Left 4 Dead to this day, the multiplayer mode in that, the versus multiplayer mode in that is fantastic. You, you go through as survivors and the other team is like, you know, they're turned into special infected and they are just there to stop you from finishing the series of three levels. In Back 4 Blood, first of all, I don't think anybody plays it, but that's just because it's bad because all it is is a horde mode for who can survive the longest as the survivors and it's the, bad also like i'm going to i'm going to say this don't make hub worlds hub worlds are always awful hub worlds fucking suck especially in fighting games but in for back for blood i don't oh, yeah, the, the i camp. don't want your stupid fucking camp 
I don't like. If I, 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 wanna... I don't mind it because like it, there's a firing range. But if you have to go to like an individual place to do any individual thing, yeah, no, I, I, I like having a firing range. Yeah, the fire having a firing range is cool. Put it in the fucking menu. Let me just say, hey, training, boom, loads me in the range. Don't put me in a camp where I have to run everywhere and walk everywhere. I want to play games. I don't care about all this other bullshit. Man, wait until the meta world when the entire internet becomes a hub world. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I don't want all of this extra nonsense. I just want to get into a game and have fucking fun. That's what I wanted to do when I was younger. It's what I want to do now. And that's why we don't play Back for Blood. Yeah. I, I really wanted to like that. That's why I say it's like... It's not like the worst game of the year, but it is definitely the most disappointing for me. Yeah. And it, 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 by the way, if you like the Hub World, cool. If you like Hub Worlds in general, cool. If you like Back for Blood, also yeah, cool. It's a neat opinion. Yeah. It, but it's like in Fighters. Like, Fighters would be a better game if I could just select the things that I want to do instead of having to run around and go to places. Though I do like my little characters. No, you like they're your little chibi avatars. Yes, yeah, they're, they're fucking cute. But, like, thanks for complicating what should have been a simple, like, so I like Tekken 7, okay? When I was playing Tekken 7, click, go here, go here, in lobby, done, good, let's go. Now we fight them. Yes. Because I'm playing a fighting game, that's why I'm here. Uh, did you ever get a chance to play Metroid Dread? No, um, I'm not a Metroid guy. Not right. that I dislike Metroid, I just never got into it, so I never, like... I think, the thing I love the most about this is they're really, really, like, ever since Metroid Other M, Metroid had that kind of, like, weird taste in its mouth whenever anybody would talk about it. So, instead of trying to, like, do anything character-wise with Samus, they just turned her into Doom Girl, which is great. Because, like, she just shows into a situation, Kraid is just, like, up against the wall, goes in, hisses, she's just like... Wanna go? Come on, let's fucking go. Which, that's the... Yeah, it's Samus, perfect. Yeah, that's the Samus we always knew. She's a badass. Yes. And the game treats her as such. Uh, it's it's difficult. It's it's very hard at times. Like you take a hit and you three of your health bars are gone. But uh, yeah, I uh, I thought about picking it up if only because everyone was telling me, "Yo, this is the best Metroid game in years." That's impossible. Hollow Knight came out. Oh, you meant Metroid in general, not yeah. Metroidvania. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I played. I think I played Hollow Knight in twenty twenty. Or I, play, I? I played it this year, so it's new to me, so I loved it. Yo, Hollow Knight, best fucking... It's, Hollow really, Knight, it's really good. Hollow Knight is actually one of my favorite games of all time right now. I don't blame you. And I think it's the closest I've ever played to a perfect game. I, I can't think of too many things that I'd fault for it, or really any, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, closest thing I would, it is a little bit hard to navigate. Just, but that's part, of the, that's part of the whole game. Otherwise, don't care. It's fucking amazing. It is immaculate. I, I'm also really glad. I'm so glad I have been jumping into a lot of these games late because I don't. I don't know if I would have enjoyed Hollow Knight as much if it had been earlier on in the process before I had gotten all of its updates and it had been a complete full experience. Yeah, before the before the circus, before the pantheon, like Hades. Mm. Oh my god! I played that in beta and it took me a while to get back to it. Yeah. I'm really, really glad that I only played the game after it was complete, 100% complete. It, it's night and day, honestly. Yeah. Also, Hades, Hades and Hollow Knight are two of my favorite games of all time. So good. So fucking good. Kind of infinitely replayable, especially Hades. Yeah. Anyway, but so 2021, what else happened in that shitty year? Hmm. I mean, there's Psychonauts 2, which I'd uh, say maybe I enjoyed slightly less than Metroid Dread. Uh, it, like, it, it's good. It's good. Uh, 
a lot of people come up with the question like, is it worth the wait? And it's, uh, who knows? You know what? A movie came out in 2021 um, that I didn't watch until this year. Encanto. Encanto? Encanto is so fucking good. I am, Encanto may be my favorite Disney movie in the last like 20 years. Ooh, that's a, that's some high praise. It's really good. I'm, I, it spoke, I really liked its message. Its music is really fucking good. Hmm. I've, I've heard some people say like, it's like B, B plus. It's an A minus A for me. Like I really like the music from Encanto. What was your favorite movie this year? That's a that's actually a hard question. I'd have to I'd have to think about that. It might be Encanto from. I know you're really trying to weigh Mortal Kombat in there. It's just like it's very hard. Yeah, okay. Very difficult. Um, I'd have to be, I'd have to be reminded of the movies that came out because again, 2021 is a blur for me, and it's difficult for me to, for me to remember the things oh. that came out, and the things that I watched and enjoyed. I'll list the three that I'm having a very difficult time choosing between. Them. Okay. Uh, first of all, you have Spider-Man No Way Home, which it's it's very difficult because it's so fresh in my mind. Uh, then you have James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Oh, I that think did was come absolutely out. amazing. Suicide Squad is my favorite movie of the year. Okay, uh, and then the third one is Dune, which I also loved. Those are easily the uh, best movies to come out on HBO Max uh, since they just started releasing things in tandem with a theatrical release and those two stand at the top there. Yeah. The, the reason like Spider-Man No Way Home is just kind of like, is it, is because it's just like so fresh in my mind right now that these other ones have had a chance to settle into the bedrock of, yeah, these were really good, that I'm, I haven't really gone back to watch Spider-Man No Way Home and try to find things that I might dislike about it. Yeah, sorry. I'm just double checking films that came out in 2021 real quick so I don't forget anything. But yes, currently, well, Sui Suicide Squad is up at the top for me. Dune was good. There, I like Dune. There are a lot of middling movies. There were uh, things like, you know, The Eternals, Black Widow, uh, Shang-Chi, which I think is above both of those, but still kind of in that, you know, somewhere between the five and seven range. Yeah, Shang-Chi's fine. Yeah. Shang-Chi was good. I, 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 when we talked about it, like, I still don't love its last third. Yeah. Um, but it had a lot of really, like, its ups were really up for me. I'm uh, shocked by how good uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was. Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong is fun as fuck. Was Godzilla vs. Kong this year or last year? It came out at the same time as Mortal Kombat. Did it? That's right, it was like a week apart. I thought it was 2020 for some reason. Godzilla vs. Kong was fun. Yeah. Uh, again, probably like in that middling range where it's like, that was a fun movie. And then you move on because yeah, it just kind of left yeah. my did, brain. Did you see Mitchells versus the Machines? I did not. I feel like, I feel like Mitchells versus the Machines was 2021. We we yeah, brought we we brought yeah. that we brought that up a few times. It was something that I kind of like meant to watch, but there are so many things that yeah. exist. I I liked I liked Mitchells versus the Machines a lot. I felt like it was a little leaned a little bit too heavy into the uh, meme humor, um, but I still really dug on that. There were a couple of like really good films this uh, this last year. Um, yeah, between Suicide Squad, Mitchell's vs. the Machines, Dune, No Way Home, uh, Encanto, and Shang-Chi. I, I still think Shang-Chi was really good. I, th I think it's better than the other two Marvel movies, but nowhere near as good as Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man was just... Spider-Man was something special. Like, it's it's different. It's, it's, it's hard, like, it's impossible to compare the two. I thought I was going to actually, like, I, I, I'll have to give it more time because the... 
The second film I grew really negative on over time. But this one, I'm actually only getting more positive on the more I come back to it, just because I feel like it did the right things this time. Right. I feel like it did way more right. The things that, the direction that it went into was like, because that's, that's one of my problems with that second film is that the direction it took everything was worse. Mm. Whereas the film itself is not so bad. The direction and its concepts really kind of soured me on it as time went on. This one though, no, No Way Home, it's only gotten more positive for me the more I look back at it because I'm like, I'm really glad they went with the ending they did. I'm really glad they went with the angle they did. I And, and like Stefan said, I was not looking forward at all to the multiverse angle, but they did it the best I feel like they possibly could have. I, th I think the fact that it's only like growing in your mind is a good sign for it yeah. though. So. Yeah, I, I, do, I think so too. Uh, a movie that I've really soured on as time has gone. Uh, probably the, my most disappointing movie of the year was Halloween Kills. Oh, really? Yeah. It, I mean, it, it has some, you know, if you're a horror buff and like a gore hound in those types of movies, like I can tend to be, there's some fun stuff there. Like, it's not, it's not a garbage movie by any stretch of the imagination, <sighs> in my opinion. But it is, it just does so much so wrong. Uh, it, I think one of the, I think one of the points that like kind of got brought up by so somebody who I watched that was like reviewing the movie uh, that I was like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense is like this entire town is really apeshit over a dude that killed three people forty years ago and they just kind of go insane when it's like yeah we can get him evil dies tonight yeah let's get that guy that killed people in the seventies and just mob violence takes over this entire town is just gung-ho to kill someone and boy do they and then my, and then they um something that i guess i don't mind they actually turn michael myers into this immortal killing machine where uh near the end of the movie spoilers if you really want to see halloween kills uh he goes through like the jason gamut he gets impaled he gets his leg smashed in he gets his head smashed in and he stands like he gets shot several times and uh, like the end of the movie you're wondering okay where's this going i know there's a third one as you're watching him get like beaten by people with like all sorts of influences there's a guy with a bat just taking him down a guy with an axe hacking into him and it's like, okay, yeah, but evil can't die. And they like, just start talking and then he stands up and individually takes out all of these people who have weapons around him. And I'm just like, what is happening here? It's just, and then he kills the, the main girl. All right. So I guess we get one more movie where he and Jamie Lee Curtis duke it out. I don't know. Okay. I'm, so, I'm so confused by where that movie chose to go. Again, I didn't hate it, but God, is it disappointing. Mm. Uh, another one that's like really middle of the road where I, I, I think it's okay. I actually enjoyed it for the most part. The Matrix. Haven't... Ah, damn. I should have seen it. I, I was going to see it. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody out there. Uh, I think it's still out, or maybe it just left HBO Max. No, it's uh, on there till the 21st. Okay, well... Yeah, um, I have a couple of days left. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it. I will I say I think it's worth seeing. Okay. It's worth seeing just because of how, like, it, its action isn't good. It's, its action is not good. If you're going to a Matrix movie for action, this is not the one for you. I think in terms of action, it is far below the other three. Uh, but in terms of what they do with the story and just how weird it gets is, I think, something that is worth experiencing. 
I've I've heard mixed responses it's, to its di- to its direction. It's very weird. I mean, it's very meta. I heard it's, it's insanely meta. Yeah. The, it, okay, uh, just minor minor spoiler, which I think is also in trailers. Uh, there's a scene in one of the video games. Uh, I think it's Path of Neo, where you end up fighting somebody in a movie theater and on like behind you on the movie screen the exact same scene with the exact same guy that you're fighting is taking place and shit like that happens in this movie okay and i'm just like what is going on this is fucking weird well i'm and, and, but it's it's just so matrix uh, i'm i'm going to have to watch it uh, <clears throat> i'm going to yeah it's i was uh, i saw the game that they the, like the demo, the tech demo thing that they put that out. That thing was cool. That thing was cool as fuck. So, yeah, like, good on them for that. Cause like that that shit was like trippy to watch through and play through. Yeah. And when they can actually have games that actually run at that level of fidelity, constantly, sweet. Yeah, I'm 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 curious. I'm I haven't been able to play it yet. I I want to try it on like the PS5. A uh, PS5, by the way, still. Completely unavailable on yeah, Amazon. If, if if that ain't just a fucking shot, like something like that, really feels like 2020 never ended. Normally, when a console generation comes out, like I remember it being relatively difficult to get a PS4 at launch. I managed to, uh, and then I managed to get one for the office as well. But PS5s, holy shit! Like you have to be plugged in and ready whenever a new batch of them drops to be like, it's mine. It's in my cart. Have you noticed that like no games have come out for the PS5? Mm -hmm. I literally looked up top five games for the PS5, and two of them were previous generation. Yeah, almost all of them are uh, cross generational. The fact that they had to announce that God of War Ragnarok can't be a PS5 exclusive, if only because there aren't enough PlayStation Fives out there, is insane. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm waiting on God of War regardless, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of how many PS5 exclusives there really are. There's that weird card, that weird car game, like the Destruction Derby game that came out earlier this year, which I didn't really play. Uh, There's Returnal, the new Ratchet and Clank, which I think also came out this year and was also pretty all right. This year? You mean 2021? Yeah, 2021. No, 2020. This year. Uh, the Screaming 20s. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, which is good. You, you, a little saccharine, but good. Uh, Demon Souls. Demon Souls? Yeah, Demon Souls. That was a launch title for it, which I'm currently playing through on my channel, twitch.tv slash Lanny Pator. Plug, plug. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of like a whole lot. Yeah, it's like there's there's not a lot of next gen exclusives, and one thing that I think Xbox has done expertly well, which I've been waiting for since they started doing games, is they've just said screw it the the new Xbox, it's it's basically just a PC. If you have a PC, you can play Xbox games. Have at it. Here, have Halo Infinite. It's on PC. Just play it. Yeah, I know. I uh, <clears throat> heard about Halo Infinite, and I haven't played it yet. I've heard mixed things. I've heard the grappling hook is the greatest addition to be added to Halo. The moment I saw the grappling hook, I was like, oh, hey, cool. They're finally really shaking up the uh, gameplay in the game, which, cool. I'm, I'm all about that. I, you, you've had so many Halo games before this. Do something new. Grappling so. hooks just make things better. I 
look, if, turn any game into some kind of Spider-Man for me. I'm, I'm good, I'm, let's do this. Just Cause lives and dies by the grappling hook. It does. It truly does. Yeah, I can't, I can't really think of too much else to talk about over the last year, if yeah. I'm going to be honest, in terms of like things like, we could, we could dive into the tepid waters of these things were okay, but... Yeah, I mean, nobody... I, I feel like if anybody had any questions for, for me, I'd be able to answer them, but honestly, the last year was such a blur for me, because, like, hell, between October and December, I was so fucking focused on December. I don't even remember those months, okay? Like, I just remember working on that shit, and uh, then I went to Austin, and that was fun. There was one movie, one more movie, like a, a uh, kind of so bad it's good kind of movie. We watched it on my birthday, but I can't remember what oh, the fuck, fuck that movie um, was called anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, no, the the one... The, the one with the the killer demon on the, like... Yep, yep, lady, yep, I'm just. Yep, yep. I I know the one you're talking about, and I don't remember the There's name. There's only one really scene funny. that I really loved in that police station. Yep, where she throws the chair. What the that... fuck was that movie called? I don't remember, but it was it. It was a it was amazingly bad, but also like really competently directed. Damn it! Now I we watched it with Jesse. Yeah. What the fuck was that movie called? Like, like, I had a birthday party specifically themed around that movie! <laughs> like, you were gonna watch this, because it came out, and I'm, I'm intrigued by, how, like, everything I've heard from it. And I was Malibrant. not dis- What was that? Malibrant? Oh, Malibrant. Malignant! Malignant! Malignant, thank you! Jesus Christ! That's what it was! Malignant. Yes, Malignant! Oh, Malignant was fucking- Malignant! I am so glad we watched that together. I am. Because that- That- I- You could tell- that it was absolutely leaning into what it, to to its batshit insanity and then but like, it was but it was directed so seriously like it, it like it didn't stray away from it trying to be a serious movie but everything was played out as like a no we know this is kind of crap so let's just go with it yeah I I have it's such a polarizing film but honestly if you're a if you're a big horror fan. I'll honestly definitely watch Malignant. You will, there's so much there to glom on to. It was fun. Like specifically like especially the scene in the police station just holy shit. I if if I had to like nail down a scene that like even if you just like watch a clip of that scene, I think the rest of the movie benefits it, but damn. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's 2021 wrapped up, tie it up in a bow, drop it in the ocean. And say goodbye to it. Yeah, it's a. It was a shitty year full of some decent uh, TV shows, some def decent movies, shitty politics, and even politics worse. is always shitty. Sh politics is always shitty. It'll always be shitty. Be Sorry, I, I know I'm. I'm trying not to be like super negative, but like I am just so tired from the last couple of years, my guy. I I'm I'm really glad that we had. Some well, then get ready for the midterms, motherfucker. Scott, America! Scott, what was your most expensive NFT leaving 2021? Yeah, how many apes did you get? Uh, uh, all the apes are gone. Well, yeah, but all how many of them did you get? <laughs> uh, by the way, um, I guess uh, some people have wondered ab about this. They have asked us. Um, and uh, I know that only a small fraction of our viewers, or of our of the people who follow Team Four Star, watch uh, this particular show. But in case anybody watching the show doesn't already know, 
We Fuck. are putting up episode one of Team Four Stars Abridged as an NFT. No, I'll fucking murder myself before I actually- Woo! All the profits for me! Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we hate NFTs, we hate yeah. cryptocurrency bullshit, and the, uh, like, totally, like, all of that shit. Crypto bros can eat dirt. I'm, I'm fucking tired of this shit. No. But yeah, that's, that's how I, I, at least I feel about NFTs and all that crypto nonsense. Fuck I agree it. with you. Yeah, fuck all of it. It's, it's a pure, it's all a fucking Ponzi scheme. Oh, it's absolutely, like, the way NFTs are currently being used is absolutely a scheme. Yeah. There are ways that they can be used, which could be interesting, but that is not what we are currently seeing. My roommate was talking about how they could be used as, like, say you go to a concert or whatever, your concert... Yeah, it's your ticket. NFT ...that you can prove that, hey, I went to this concert, mm -hmm. that's your fun little, oh, I own this thing. Well, it, it also can be served in, like, um... I mean, this is also a very predatory purpose, but it can be used for like lottery purposes. It can be used for uh, just the, like various forms of digital ownership. But all the methods that NFTs use to do all this shit could be done in other ways that are more environmentally friendly. This is all Agreed. a bunch of fucking nonsense. Fuck NFTs and fuck cryptocurrency. Yeah, we're, we're in the early era where all of this shit that is new and confusing is going to be exploited to hell for profits. Yeah, this metaverse shit also is like super hyper dystopian. I, I fuck that. You're not ready for Ready Player One? Ugh. God, no. Like, fuck Facebook, fuck Zuckerberg, fuck the metaverse. And Man, in, in 20 years when you're living in your human cube, with, uh, I, I mean, it, at least you might be one of the few that can afford the uh, the suits that allow you to feel like you're getting your dick touched in there or something, so. Look. As a furry, do you feel threatened by the metaverse since it's not gonna really make it, you feel special? Look, all I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is just put on a VR headset and boot up Second Life and you're, you're good, okay? You're good, you but got I'm it. Put on my Quest 2 and boot up Meta. Do you, do you remember, like, back in the 90s when all the movies, like, about VR, like, Lawnmower Man, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, shit like that, where this is how they saw what, like, virtual reality was going to be? Oh, man, I, I miss 90s version of VR. I miss it so much. Ah. <sighs> but, yeah, like, it feels like we are, Ready Player One is probably the closest depiction of how it's actually going to turn out over the course of the next several years. You know the Easter eggs in those games? The ones that they pick up to like, you know, this is these are your quest items? Those are all NFTs. They are yes. NFTs. Yeah, yeah. De, de facto, that is exactly what they are. Oh my god, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> but not yet! Later. Time needs to keep marching forward. Death will reach us inevitably. But hey. What were some of your favorite things in 2021? What were some of your least favorite things? Let us know! In the comments, and make sure to like, favorite, subscribe, suck. Ring the bell. Suck on the bell. Just tittle the little bell dongle. Yeah. It really likes it when you do that. I don't. It's weird for me. But if the bell likes it, the bell likes it. Tittle my bell hole. <laughs> tittle my bell hole. <laughs> tittle the bell hole, and we'll see you guys next time on the TopCast Pod Show. Wait, everybody.